challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast and also welcome to the Great Man Podcast. I'm doing something I only do a few times a year, and that is I'm doing one podcast for both my podcasts because I know that both my audiences are interested in one thing and one thing only right now, and that is the 2020 election. I'm recording this on Wednesday morning, the 4th. It's been an overnight experience uh, not to be matched. We still do not know who is president, Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Uh, and I want to give you some feedback. I want to tell you a list, a short list of things that I believe and I see and that are true as we sit here this morning, um, possibly still days away from a determination. So let me let me dive in. First of all, I am very, very proud of my country. Despite all of the predictions, despite all the naysaying, despite all the doomsayers, the fact is that in the middle of a pandemic, uh, with 400,000, I'm sorry, 400 million uh, opinions to consider in this country, we have, uh, in the course of approximately 24 hours, tallied most of the votes. We have certainly tallied the votes and reported from the major states, Florida, Texas, California, all have already been determined. I am very proud of my country. There's been almost no violence. There have been no reports of corruption that should be taken seriously, by the way. Um, there have been lawyers and monitors at every polling station. Absolutely no credible reports of corruption at all. No violence in the cities other than just, you know, the occasional pushing and shoving between police when cr angry crowds gather, especially across from the White House here in Washington, D.C. I'm very, very proud of my country. We have divided politics, but our system works. And I want you to keep that in your mind going forward in these next days that will be a little nerve wracking, I imagine. Um, now, we could know by the end of today, the 4th, this Wednesday, right after Election Day. But the reality is it might be a couple of days. Of course, the election's not certified for many weeks, but the actual numbers are pretty well reported within a few days, I believe. So we should know in the next 24 to 36 hours. We might know, as I say, today. But the main point is I'm unbelievably proud of my country. We pulled off an election. We did it well. We did it peacefully. We we did it in very difficult circumstances. You can't believe uh, the effort to to do uh, absentee voting. My, uh, voting. My parents voted absentee because they were military their whole lives. It's a difficult process. Uh, you also have situations where you got to haul ballots in from remote parts of states, and, and I've even worked Indian reservations during elections and things like that. It can be um, it can be a very tough situation just because of distances and just because of lack of communication to some underserved parts of the world, like Native Americans in Oklahoma. So all of that to say, um, I'm very proud of our country. Number two, I want to say this. The big news thus far is that Trump did far better than expected. People talked about uh, a blue wave. 
People talked about Biden coming and winning as much as 5%, 6%, 7% um, advantage, not even close. It the, the race is very, very close. And it's very close largely because Donald Trump did far, far better than expected. He took states he was supposed to lose. Um, he's holding his own in states he was not supposed to be even um, in contention in. Uh, so that's the big news thus far. Uh, Joe Biden did a little bit worse than was predicted. Uh, and if if you believe some of the more highfalutin types of predictions, he did far worse than was predicted. I think for sane uh, predictions, uh, he did a little bit worse than he was predicted to do. And Donald Trump did much, much better. He, t- he did it just simply did much, much better. And um, I think he had a big surge at the end. I think his huge rallies helped him. Um, I think he did he did far better than predicted. Uh, having said that now, <laughs> having said that Donald Trump did far better than predicted, the biggest negative about this election day, this election few days, is the horrible thing that Donald Trump did when he got up and announced victory and said he would appeal to the Supreme Court, said that there was corruption. There is no evidence that there is any major corruption in the system at all. We've had some baubles. We've had some machines eat eat ballots. We've had, uh, you know, you can't make a copy of your driver's license on a, on a on a you know a, a Xerox machine without having sometimes the paper get eaten. That's that's just how it goes. The machines sometimes fail us. That's that's just the way it goes. But no major corruption. Monitors everywhere. Lawyers everywhere. No major corruption. And I say again, no major violence. No major contention. And. Uh, timely reporting by most of the states, especially the more complicated states in the union. Donald Trump had no basis on which to say that. It's the kind of thing that leads to violence. It's the kind of thing that leads to revolutions. And this is the dark side of Trump. I've just complimented him. He's doing far better, and he may, by the way, actually win this thing. But my point is that for him to get up in the wee hours of the morning and say that there's corruption, declare himself victor nonetheless, and then say he's going to appeal to the Supreme Court is immature, it's unpatriotic, it is unwise, it is it is violence inciting. Uh, I'm disgusted with that moment. I hope you are. Um, and whether he's president for another four years or not, I strongly hope that we, those of you especially who are in Congress and those of you who listen to this podcast who are around him and advisors, I hope that you will uh, speak to that side of him, which is damaging this country constantly. Okay, enough on that. I don't want to. I want to be a little bit objective here, but that one really hacked me off. That's the most irresponsible electoral behavior I have ever seen in this in, in my knowledge of this country. Okay, uh, the second issue is um, Trump. I think one of the most important conclusions from this election thus far is that many people have been saying that Trump, Trump's election uh, was illegitimate. Trump's, the 2016 election was an electoral oddity. Um, some things went badly. Some things went wrong. There may have been some corruption. There may have been some, some intrusion by Russia, maybe even China, et cetera, et cetera. And, and you want to put an asterisk by Trump's presidency because he's illegitimate. And this election proves that's not true. This election proves that Donald Trump is solidly supported by pretty much half of this country. Now, 
again, you, you, if you listen to this podcast uh, regularly, you know that I am not a huge Trump fan. I'm a conservative um, who is dis- disturbed by Trump and, and for reasons I've just described about his announcement in the wee hours of the morning. But the fact is, nobody can deny the fact that, that 2016 was not an electoral oddity. You cannot put an asterisk by Donald Trump's presidency. You cannot see it as some weirdness. You cannot say that Hillary Clinton should have won uh, or, or at least should be in office and not him. That is not the way it is. The fact is a solid majority, a solid, uh, solid 50 percent, uh, approximately 50 percent, if not a slight majority, we're going to find out in this election, support Donald Trump. And that should remove all of this. The election was stolen and Trump's illegitimate and all of that kind of thing. This election proves that there is um, a good half of this country that in some way supports Donald Trump. They may be holding their nose while they do it. Uh, they may not. They may say, hey, I'll vote for him, like one person said on television recently. I'll vote for him, but I don't want to have him to my house for dinner, and I definitely don't want him near my daughter. I mean, I like those kind of humorous statements because it shows some balance and reflection. But the fact of the matter is Trump's presidency is legitimate to in the sense I'm not talking about policies now I'm talking about in the sense that a sub, sub, sub solid portion of this country supports him and his support is passionate okay a, a fourth thing that I that I want to say let's say is that four yeah that's four uh, the fourth thing I want to say actually it's a fifth thing is that polling in this country is in question from now on when it comes to political polling, uh, we need to ask some serious questions. The polls have not reflected uh, within quite a margin the, ac- the, the ac- an accurate picture of this election. I told you in, in a, lot, a recent podcast that the pollster and commentator Frank Luntz said if Trump wins this election, uh, all of us, all of us pollsters need to resign. Our, our, our profession is over. And there's some truth to that. Uh, the polls didn't have it right in 2016. They've already proven to be quite wrong in this election. I mean, there were states that the polls showed that Biden was ahead by six or seven percent, which is pretty significant margin. And Trump actually ended up up winning those states. So uh, we've got a we've got a big issue here of polling and the, the, the lack of credibility of polling. It's something we'll have to deal with going forward. And I'm actually glad for it because I don't, I, I'm, I'm hesitant about polls. Uh, they're fine for internal political use. If, if, if experts want to use them and polls, I mean, uh, campaign people want to use them, but to constantly be reporting them like they're an accurate reflection of the opinions of the American people can actually, of course, create the opinions of the American people. And they ain't accurate. They're just not accurate. Now, whether that's because people are lying to them, people aren't are showing up to talk to the pollsters, the pollsters are slanting it themselves, um, there's political money behind the polls, all that can be debated. But for now, polling in America has got a great big question mark on it when it comes to at least presidential polling. Okay, uh, the reality is right now that this election, is, as, uh, as I sit here right now, and I'm sitting here at 8.14 on the morning of Wednesday the 4th recording this, um, it, the election's too close to call. Uh, we're waiting for some states to come in. Uh, Mr. Biden is ahead in the Electoral College. He's ahead in the overall vote. But it's not by a margin that Trump can't make up. So right now, it's simply too close to call. And again, I want to say very proud of my country that in this tight, tight, tight election, that we have not had violence, that we have no major charges of corruption other than Donald Trump's very unwise and very unsupported proclamation last night. Um, And the country is doing just fine. 
I want to urge you, uh, those of you who follow my lead and listen to me and, uh, and hear my opinions, and I appreciate you so much. I realize I have a very, very diverse audience. I have people who are in Congress and people who are in the executive branch and people who are in the military. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. And then I have just, you know, I hear from all the time from guys who say, hey, thanks for shouting out to us milkmen. Thanks for shouting out to us grocery workers. So I love you all, and I'm glad you're here. But I want you to contribute to peace in the next few days. The system works. Yes, our country is politically divided. That's not the same thing as the system being flawed. You know, my EA, Karen Montgomery, went out yesterday and she worked the poll. And I, I don't know if they, what they call them in Virginia, poll captain or whatever. She worked the poll. She put in an entire day because she's a patriot, because she wants to see righteousness and justice and, and truth done. She wants to see an accurate election. And there are, there are thank God, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands like her uh, working at the polls. And so the system works. Our founding fathers gave us a good system. Wise people have tweaked it through the years. You can have confidence in the sixth system. The electoral college is wise and needed. Our basic voting system works. It's going to take a few days to tally because, dang it, we're in the middle of a pandemic because we have a very complicated electoral map uh, because it takes time to do it accurately and right. But good people are doing it. I have absolute confidence in the system. Now, people are going to gripe and bitch for months to come about some little thing that happened in this county or some little thing that happened in Pennsylvania with a change of the laws and what have you. But all of it was legal. All of it was allowed. All of it's within the margin of error. It's what happens when you work with machines. You can have confidence in the system. We're divided, but our system works and our country's going to be fine. Okay. And so I want to urge you to contribute to peace. I mainly want you to, here's what I mainly don't want you to do. I used to have a coach who said, don't inflame the flame heads. In other words, don't get the kind don't get excitable people excited. Don't go around talking revolution. Don't call, go around talking violence. Don't go around talking about who you hate. Um, I don't have much respect for some people in this political process, but I don't want to see them dead. And I don't want to see them. Uh, I, I, I don't want to diminish my country. I'm a patriot before I am a hater, so to speak. And I don't want to see my country damaged because of something I do or say, because I don't like a certain politician or their positions. Don't inflame the flame heads. And the final thought I have for you is this. You guys know I'm a Christian. I know I have a lot of non-Christian listeners. Grateful to have you here. I'm a Christian. I believe God is dealing with America. Uh, I believe there are core moral issues at, is at issue in our politics. And I believe that God is dealing with America. That's, by the way, I think uh, one of the results of that, one of the indicators of that, is that we have two candidates that most of us have to hold our nose to vote for. Uh, I didn't vote for either candidate. I don't mind you, mind you knowing. I've, I've said that repeatedly, publicly. Uh, I, I have to, I, because I know some folks up on the Hill I really respect. I've written some people in. Uh, that's how I deal with it. But most of the people, even who are passionate for one of the candidates, uh, they have they have had said to me, I've had, I have, Stephen, I have to use your phrase. Uh, I have to hold my nose or hold my nose tighter to vote for these people. I'll vote for them because of certain moral positions. I don't even want to know them. I don't want to have dinner with them. I don't want to be around them. I don't find them to be disgusting people. But I'll vote because of some core policy issues. When you only have mediocre options in office as, 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 your, as your candidates, as your possibilities for high office, you have to ask yourself what's going on spiritually in the country. What's going on that some of the most contentious issues that we're dealing with in our politics are moral and so just be, just keep your eye on, for those of you who believe in God, just keep your eye on, on what God might be doing, how he might be dealing with America, and pray and humble yourself, and let's be the righteous patriots we're called to be. 
I'm proud of you. I'm proud of our country. Uh, it's going to turn out just fine, whether your candidate gets in office or not. Uh, our country is fairly strong. It works, but God is dealing with this country, dealing with our hearts, uh, calling us, I believe, to turn to him. So these are my conclusions. As I speak right now, about 830, 820, uh, on the 4th of, of uh, November, 2020, Wednesday morning, uh, this race is too close to call, but that's not a bad thing, and the system is working. To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 